All right, so let's get into it. We're doing episode two. So last episode, we had spoke about when I was a kid and how I dealt with some traumatic experiences and how that shaped me into believing that being sexual was the main way that I can get men to like me and want to be with me, like period. I'm just going to say that. Any person who I felt I had a connection with, and they could just simply just made me feel special, made me feel loved, you know? Whether they were nice to me for, you know, a few months, I felt like, oh, wow, maybe this can go somewhere. I was always looking for that. And that's also because, you know, my dad, he's not the best at showing affection, you know, showing love. My dad is better at um, giving commands, you know, and reprimanding you rather than uplifting you. I can count more times that he was, you know, just a tyrant in our house more than he was supportive. And that says a lot. I was always looking for that male figure to just protect me, to make me feel safe. You know, the things that I've been through, I expected my father to to be there for me. And he wasn't. He just kind of just stayed in the shadows. So it just makes me upset at times when I think about that because I don't ever want to sit back and, you know, see that my daughter's going through something or dealing with something really hard and I'm not there for her, you know. I'm not trying to help her, support her. That's really what I needed, you know, from, from my family in general was support. And I feel like I did get some support from my mom, but... I also wanted my mom to, you know, like, just parent me better. Tell me, you know, I, I know you can't go to this party. No, you, you, you know, you can't date guys at this age. No, you're not doing that. You know, I was a good kid in school. Um, I, I wasn't walling out or anything, but... I was in relationships at a young age. You know, I was 15, 16 years old with a relationship. And nowadays, kids, you know, they be in relationships younger than that. I, I don't know what, but for me, I, as a young teenager, you shouldn't even be in a relationship. You don't even know what the fuck it is. That shit should come later on. It's easier said than done when you have, you know, social media and all this technology. But I just feel like with a good support group, you can try to mold your kid into knowing that, yes, these things happen. You know, That's something that adults do. These are things that you can find ways to talk to your kids about it, but not expose them to it or basically make them feel like that's what needs to be done. My mom knew, you know, when I was having sex. I didn't tell her. She figured it out. But damn, yo. I just felt like I had so much freedom that I was walling. 
in my opinion. I should have been more focused on school, trying to even better myself in school and striving to do more. Some of the people I was hanging out with, the things that they were doing, you know, I shouldn't have been a part of that. I would never want my child to be doing a lot of the things that I did. Hanging out late at night. I was a teenager doing these things. You know, back then, I don't know if they still have them now. But um, we had teen clubs. I definitely was at teen clubs with my friends. We were dancing, you know, just having a good time. And then we would go home. But when I was in a relationship, I, you know, would go to my boyfriend's house and I would hang out with them. And, you know, if we were, you know, sexually active, those are things that I did. And I really, it really bothers me that I, you know, was doing that at such a young age because I feel like I could have had such better experiences with people. If I waited, you know, my first time, it could have been better. But I guess a lot of people say the same thing about their first time. I mean, I remember it, but I don't know. It just could have been better. It could have been with someone more worth it. He definitely wasn't. But... It is what it is. I want to talk about a time that um, I was in a relationship. We're going to be jumping around through like different times in my life. But there was this one guy that I was dating. And if I'm not mistaken, I think this was like my first encounter with abuse from a male. Um, that I was with. I met him when I was in college and I was out with my friends and we went to get something to eat. And he worked at like a, a sandwich spot. And I don't know, I, I guess he was nice or like, are we, you know, we, we clicked. And I think I, I gave him my number or whatever and we started talking and then we started dating and I was already staying um, by my school a lot like I lived um, with a couple of my friends in college and we would always be at this apartment and then I just started going to my boyfriend's house and I have realized that he was like becoming really controlling I wasn't able to wear certain things. And I have never, you know, I had never been with anyone like this before. So I thought that, you know, he was trying to guide me, you know, like, oh, you know, my boyfriend, he he really loves me. So, you know, he doesn't want me out there, you know, having guys look at me a certain way. But 
he made me feel like everything that I, you know, I, I wanted to put on was like very provocative and it wasn't like I was just hanging out with my friends. He had bought me a necklace and I don't know what happened, but I know I was at his house and we got into an argument and I decided to leave. And I went to the train station and he followed me. And I remember being on the phone with my mom. And um, he legit grabbed me by my chain. And it was those um, juicy couture chains. So he like grabbed it and like held it tight against my throat as I'm talking to my mom on the phone. And I hear it. She's panicking because she hears that he's next to me. And she, he, she also hears that I'm in distress. And you hear that he's, like, basically saying, like, you know, come with me back to the house. Like, you're not going home. You're going to come back with me. And I went back. My mom had never met his mother my mom never went to his house, nothing. And I believe I stayed there. No. I can't really remember well, actually. I don't know if I stayed or if, like, after he grabbed me with my chain, I was able to get on the train and go home. I'm not too sure. But, no, I'm lying. After he grabbed me and he was, like, trying to force me to leave the train station to go back with him, I was able to, like, get away from him. And I got on the train and I went home. And that was the first time that a male was very aggressive with me and, you know, hurt me. And I know I was shocked. Like, I was just sitting. I remember I was sitting in my house. Like, did that just happen? Like, did he just embarrass me at the train station? Because, like, that shit that I stare at other females and I'm like, oh, no, that is not okay. But that, and then it happens to me. So a few days go by and, you know, he's calling me and texting me and telling me, you know, oh, please, you know, come back and we talk about I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Whatever. I know, you know, people who have dealt with this before know exactly what I'm talking about. They've heard, you've heard the stories. You already know the speech. I fell for it. You know, I believed that he made a mistake and I decided to go back. Again, when I would go there, he would lock me in his room. I wasn't allowed to come out. It was always so dark in there. And it was just horrible environment like I just didn't feel safe and I don't know why I stayed like in my mind like he loved me and I wanted to be with him it was just so fucked up so fucked up so this um this one time I had spent the night at his house and again we get into a fight And I remember that I wanted to go home. He did not let me leave that room. 
he literally held me down and he raped me. And I was held hostage in his house for two days. I didn't have my phone. He took it. His mother knew I was in there. She never came to help me. She was just minding her business in her room. The second night when he went to sleep, I knew I had to get out of there. I grabbed what I could. I got my phone. And I unlocked the door. And when I tell you, it was, it was late. I ran to the train station in the middle of the night. And I was so scared to look behind me. Because I felt like he was following me. And I got on the train and I went home. I never went back there again. I was working, um, I was 19. I was working at a, a retail store in the mall. And I remember that he followed me to my job. And I had to tell my manager that, you know, my ex was following me. And I had to leave and go home. I didn't feel safe. He waited until I, um was leaving that's what he wanted to do so he could catch me when I left I was able to leave before he noticed my manager thankfully she was awesome um she was like another mom to me she let me leave early and she helped me get out where he couldn't see me but don't you know even though I made it out and he didn't see me he still was smart enough to know that I left early and he followed me home. Now, I, I worked in Queens, and I lived in the Bronx, so I remember being on the bus. And how the fuck, when I got home, he was already at my house. That shit didn't make no fucking sense to me because he did not drive. I remember that he was out in front of my house. Again, there was a boy who hurt me in front of my home and nothing happened to him. And he made me stay out there with him for hours, it felt like, just talking about our relationship. And, you know, I was really proud of myself because I had enough. I knew I didn't want to go back to him. And for a while, when I was going to school, um, he would follow me to school, that I would have to take different ways home. That shit was crazy. But yeah. It just, um, that was my first feel of being abused by someone. And it, it was really scary. I just wish I had more protection. I wish that someone would keep me safe, and they didn't.
I expected that from my dad. I expected him to be my protector. I expected him to come outside because he knew that I was outside. You know, our dad always was, you know, wanting to know what we were doing. So why didn't you come out? You know, I'm in the middle of this shit. So I'm not thinking at that time, you know, why is my dad not outside? I'm just having this conversation with this guy trying to, you know, get rid of him. Like, I wanted him to get away from my house. All these things that I went through, it just makes me know more that I want to have communication with my kids. I want to make sure that we have these conversations. And I don't want to, you know, like, what's the saying? Um, Turn a blind eye? Is that the shit you say? I feel like it is. They turn a... <laughs> yeah, I did ask one and Googled it real quick. <laughs> I don't want to turn a blind eye. I want to be involved in my kid's life and be their supporter and the person that they can go to. I want to protect my child. And at some times I had failed to protect her. So I'm not saying that you can't make mistakes, but I feel like my family never made up for the mistakes that they made. And what I'm doing different is that I'm making up for it, whereas I'm not making those mistakes again. And I'm making better choices for my child. So that's what I've come to terms with. I feel like that did not happen there. The mistakes kept being made, kid after kid. And I'm not letting that happen. I'm going to try every day to be a better mom for my baby.